when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. This is a very special episode for us. This is episode number 100. Uh, of the podcast so woo yeah <laughs> that is the voice of ty gonzalez if you guys don't know it by now um welcome to the show i guess i would say uh, my name is colby patnode that was ty gonzalez this is our 100 ep- 100 ep- episode of the podcast um at least according to uh spreaker which is the uh the software we use so lucky number 100 we made it into the triple digits and it's a special episode because today in celebration of number 100, we thought we'd have some fun. Um, we got a suggestion from, I, I'm really sorry, I forgot who it was. Um, but we did get a really cool suggestion, so that's what we're going to do today. Basically, we're going to draft teams using the Mariners' prospects. Um, it's a really fun exercise. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, Ty, do you want to run down the roster setup and all that? Yeah, so we um, will be uh, picking three starting pitchers, two relievers, uh, a catcher, a first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, shortstop, and this is where uh, it gets really important, uh, left field, center field, right field. We actually have to designate specific outfield positions for these prospects, and then finally a designated hitter and two bench spots. Uh, and so that can be used on any positional player. No, you can't put pitchers on your bench. Right. Um, also worth noting here that, uh, basically anybody, um, JP Crawford, Yusei Kikuchi, Daniel Vogelback, uh, these guys are no longer prospects, so we cannot draft them. Obviously we're not going to draft anybody on the Mariners current major league roster either, um, I, I guess technically we could draft like Matt Festa. I think he's still technically a prospect. Um, so that's something you want to do. You can. Um, so yeah, this will be interesting because I know there's not a lot of, you know, there's just not a ton of like quality first baseman, I think in the Mariner system right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we decide to position guys and how we draft. Um, it's also guys, we're not going to do a snake draft. We talked about it. We're just going to do a, Back and forth, you pick one, I'll pick two, you pick three, I pick four type of thing. Um, just try to make it as simple as we possibly can. Um, as for who has the number one overall pick and is going to get this thing started, we asked you guys for some help with that. And Ty, you want to tell, uh, tell them the results that we got back? <laughs> so I put out a poll, an hour-long poll, uh, asking you guys to pick whether... I get the first pick or Colby gets the first pick. And until about five minutes left, because I checked it with about five minutes left and I was leading 57 to 43, something like that or 57% to 43%. Uh, So we just assumed that I had the first pick going into this. So when I checked just now, I realized that the, uh, the poll ended at 50%, 50%. And <laughs> so we have a tie. Yeah. So uh, ten of you voted for me. Thank you. And ten of uh, you voted for Colby, which the correct choice. You're um, dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, what we're gonna do here is we just tested this pre-show. Um, I have Alexa here. She's gonna make a, She's gonna make the call for me. Uh, we're gonna flip a coin with her. Um, Ty gets to pick heads or tails. And uh, we'll ask Alexa what she comes up with. And whatever she comes up with, that's what we're going with. I hope you guys can hear it. She's kind of in the back of the room. Um, but, uh, you know, I stretch my mic out as far as I can, and hopefully you guys can hear it. But the important thing is is that Ty hears here, it. Here, I have, I have a Google Home thing. We can see if that's a bit louder. Hey, Google, say something. Hey, whenever you need help, give me a shout. 
Meanwhile, I'll just keep learning Canadian expressions. <laughs> <laughs> was I louder? Yeah, was that, that that was pretty good. We could use we could use Google Home. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Hey Google, turn the volume up to five. Let's see if that guess. We're we're you know this is we're keeping this all in the podcast right now. <laughs> all right. So I'll let you pick then. Heads or right. tails? Uh, I'll go tails. Hey Google, flip a coin. All right. It's tails. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, so the uh, the comeback is completed by Colby here, <laughs> and uh, I feel like the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thanks to all those Team Colby people, all ten of you, I guess. Um, yeah, these uh, early morning polls not really a good idea, I guess. Um, <laughs> or there might just only be twenty people who listen to our podcast, which is fine. Um, so. I guess <laughs> in a stunning turn of events, I will pick first, which kind of yep. throws off my entire strategy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I will pick first, Ty will pick second, um, and then, of course, I will pick third, Ty will pick fourth, and so on and so forth. I think we have 32 players getting drafted today. Yes. I so it'll be interesting, so, yeah. because I don't think we're just going to have you know the top 32 prospects on our list just kind of go, because there's a position yeah. thing to consider and all of that. Um, but I'm ready to go, Ty. Are you? Yeah. All right. Let's get started with a huge shocker, I know. But with the first overall pick, I'm going to select Jared Kelnick, center field. Um, I think we all saw that coming. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to take Kelnick. It's pretty easy to see why. Highest upside, uh, potential superstar there. Uh, so I'll take Kelnick as my... Uh, do I want to risk getting a worse center, better center fielder later or not? Uh, I'll just take Kelnick as my center fielder. All right. Well, this is a shocker, but I'm going with Logan Gilbert to be uh, my ace for this team. So there we go. And by the way, we're we're keeping this uh, we're keeping track of all these picks on a spreadsheet, and we'll uh, we'll drop the spreadsheet along with the podcast uh, when it comes out later. Here, well, when you're listening to it now, you'll have a spreadsheet. Right. So there you go. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, also, we're not really sure if we're going to do winners, losers, anything like that. Uh, we have put out a request to uh, a friend of the podcast to see if they would have interest in, uh, in grading these teams um, and telling us which one they would like in a one-game playoff tomorrow and which one they would like uh, five years from now. So. Uh, we'll see if we can get that. If not, maybe we'll just let you guys decide, all 20 of you who still listen to the podcast. So um, <laughs> so we'll see how all that goes. But uh, anyways, so I'm on the board with Jared Kelnick. Uh, Ty has taken Logan Gilbert, which means I'm back up on the clock at number three. Um, see, now this is interesting to me. There's quite a few ways I can go with this. I am going to take... Um, give me Justin Dunn. Justin right. Dunn, starting pitcher. Uh, tough call there. There's like three guys that I would consider here, um, mm. but I don't want you to load up on starting pitching. So I'm going to take Dunn, who I think is the uh, is either number two or number three in the system, starting pitcher wise. All right. Well, I will be taking my starting right fielder, Julio. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought about going Julio in right field myself. Uh, and just kind of have that that tandem there. Um, yeah. But I, I am curious. You don't have to answer if you don't have to answer if you don't want. But if I had taken Julio, would you have taken Dunn or would you have taken somebody else? Do you think? Yeah, I would have taken Dunn. Yeah. So yeah. so far, pretty much what we would expect. Um, so we are on pick five now. Um, yeah. Let's see. I am going to. Um, it's another interesting dilemma here. I'm going to take. You know, I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Noel V. Marte. 
as my oh, shortstop wow. uh, simply because I don't see I think he's the best shortstop in the Mariner system by a pretty wide margin um, mm-hmm. and I I like the next grouping that we're about to go through here so I'm going to try and jump the board here I'm going to try and take Noel V. Marte to be my shortstop uh, bank on what is really good potential and it's a bit of a reach probably but uh, I'm going to I'm going to take that chance I'll take Noel V. Marte with pick number five okay all right. Um, uh, some interesting selections here. Um, hmm. I kind of want to go risky with it, mm-hmm. but I also. Um, huh. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Justice Sheffield. Nice. I know he's going through some things right now, but I think I think that's I, I think that has to be the play right there. Yeah, I, I agree too. Um, yeah. So back to me here. Man, there's a lot of tough calls here. We are definitely going to have to dub some music under this. Um, <laughs> What do you what do you think, man? You like uh, uh, you like Pennant Fever from the Major League movies? You could dub that underneath this. Yeah, yeah, let's see that. Yeah. It's gonna be like forty five minutes of Pennant Fever, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fine. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to take yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Evan White to be my first baseman. Okay. Right. I'm, a, I'm a fan of Evan White. I know there are some people who are concerned about the power and all that stuff. I mean, I, I think he's a four-win player at the big league level. I'm going to take him, um, and you know, he might be my he might be my leadoff hitter for all I know. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take him to be my first baseman. I still believe in Evan White. I think he's going to hit 25 home runs at the big league level. He's going to play that Gold Glove defense. He's probably going to hit 270, 280. He's going to get on base at a 350 clip. I'm not worried about the bat at all. I'm going to take Evan White. Alright. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Jake Fraley to be my left fielder. Nice. Okay, okay. I was wondering if you were going to go Fraley there. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. Alright. Um, in that case, I will take... Uh, I'll take George Kirby to be my... Uh, Second starting pitcher, I believe. Nice. All right, George Kirby. All right. Um, do, 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 do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with our boy Sh- uh, Shedrick. Shedrick. Uh, Shed- what position? Yeah. This is an interesting one. Yeah, I'm gonna have him play second for me. Second base. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's an interesting one because even at second, he's kind of iffy-ish mm-hmm. defensively. But I mean. I saw some things that I like, and yeah, I also yeah. have a, I also have a plan. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, I guess you have Fraley in left field too now, so I mean you couldn't really put him there. Yeah. Um, third base maybe. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. second base is really the the only option. There. I could have just put him at catcher. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Could we do that? Like play a guy out of I position. Mean- yeah, I, I, I guess if you want, but it's just—I uh, mean, really... prospects. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I—I I mean, it would definitely hurt your bottom line, like in terms of like, because long, long as a catcher, I mean, let's be honest here, that's probably a horrific defensively. Um, but yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> second base. Um, I'm gonna play it safe here. I know he's struggling, but he's starting to pick things up lately. I'm going to take Kyle Lewis to be my right fielder. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll take Lewis as my right fielder. There. Right. So, uh, um, I believe this next pick is number 12. Or, yeah, it's 12. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, um, I'm going to shore up the uh, my rotation with Isaiah Campbell. Nice. Very nice. Alright, so now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that is your third starting pitcher? Yep. So I'm done with my Cannot draft a starting pitcher. Um, yep. 
All right. So that gives you what? What is your rotation right now, then? Uh, Logan Gilbert, Justice Sheffield, and Isaiah Campbell. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's oh. not too bad. Uh, okay. See now. I think this is. A, I think this is really indicative too of how good this farm system is now. Like this is both of these teams right now. Just look at the at the names on the spreadsheet right now. Like Shed Long, Evan White, Noel V. Marte. Those guys. That that's really exciting. That's, that's really neat. It is. Um, yeah, now we're getting into the interesting. Because I don't, like I said, you, you can't take him now, so I'm free to talk about him. Uh-huh. Uh, Sam Carlson's really interesting. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, he's out for pretty much all of this year. Um, and if that's going to be my third starter, that probably hurts my chances of winning this exercise. Um, but five years from now, I mean, Sam Carlson could be, I mean, he could be Logan Gilbert. Um, so that's an interesting name there. <sighs> I mean, am I allowed to move a player from a different, from what position he's at now to a different position? I'll allow it. Okay. Um, All right. In that case, I'm going to take Braden Bishop to be my center fielder. Okay. And I'm moving Kelnick to left. All right. That's all about defense right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to go off the board a little. Actually, he's not. He's not really off the board. I'm going to go with Dom Thompson-Williams to be my center fielder. Nice. Nice. I like that. You know what a big DTW fan I am. Yep. You have Dom and Fraley um, and Julio. Yep. It's your outfield. Whew. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Um, so I am going to stick with the defense theme here, and I think I'm going to go somewhere a little surprising to most people. Okay. Um, I'm going to take my catcher. Okay. And I'm going to take Carter Benz over Cal Raleigh. Um, so I'm going to take Carter Benz to be my catcher. Uh, simply because I like the defense. Uh, I, it's major league ready right now. And I still think the bat is going to end up being league average or slightly below. It's a pretty valuable player. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Carter Benz here as my catcher. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll throw the pick back to you. Alright. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go with Hmm. I'm gonna go with Austin Shenton to be my oh, third baseman. You suck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not a lot of options at third really. Yeah. Uh so you're taking Shenton. Alright, that's a good pick. Okay. Um, hmm. Now I could, I could, I could kind of screw you here, man. I really could. Um, <laughs> so that's I'm kind of thinking about doing it now. Um, <laughs> do you know what move I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah. You do? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, do you want me to call it out? Yeah, sure. Call it. You're going to draft Cal Raleigh to be your DH, right? You're darn right I am. Boom, <laughs> put it on the board. Cal Raleigh is my DH. I have both of the catchers. Uh, you know, I guess good luck with what's-his-name, Joseph Odom or whatever. Although I, I suppose you could take Austin Nola. He is technically a prospect, so. Uh, no, nah, actually, I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. It's all good. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, Alright, so I am going to... <laughs> this is a huge, huge upside play. Uh, but, you know, there there aren't a lot of options here. Um, I'm going to take uh, Juan Caracuso uh, to be my shortstop. Nice. I like that pick. I like that pick. Um... So you have the spreadsheet in front of you. So why don't you go ahead and tell me what positions I still need to fill and what <laughs> positions you still need to fill? 
unless you, you need want, unless you want to keep your side a secret so I don't snipe you like I did with Raleigh. <laughs> uh, you need uh, one starter, two relievers, uh, second baseman, third baseman, in uh, your two bench spots. And then I need two relievers, catcher, first base, DH, and the two bench spots. All right. Uh, bench spots have to be uh, hitters. Yeah. All right. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I am going to take a start. <coughs> my final okay. one. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to decide between three guys. Maybe okay. You can be open about this because I can't draft right. them, So, um, so basically, I'm I'm trying to decide these guys between uh, Sam Carlson, which we discussed earlier, Brandon Williamson, this year's second round pick, uh, my boy Damon Cassetta Stubbs, and probably everybody's newest boy, L.J. Newsom. Um, so this is kind of an interesting. There's a good mix here. Uh, Carlson and Stubbs are definitely more upside plays. They're further away. Uh, Williamson is kind of in the middle, and I think Newsom is kind of the safe, like, you know, he's probably a number four starter uh, type there. So, mm-hmm. um, of course, I could just not draft these guys, and knowing that you can't draft another starter, I can just wait and delay this decision, um, <laughs> which is actually what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> So that whole conversation was worthless. Uh, I'm going to take my second baseman now, though. I'm going to take okay. I'm going to take Donnie Walton to be my second baseman. All right. He's uh, he's having a really nice year, and I, I just kind of he's just a solid baseball player, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take Donnie Walton there. He's my second baseman. All right. Hmm. Now I really, really got to start thinking about this. Uh, hmm. I already know who your TH is, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, you... I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Really? Uh-huh. Because... Uh, I don't know. I know, I know before you do. <laughs> we'll just see if I'm right or not. Whenever you actually, no, actually, no, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing okay. that. Okay. My DH is going to be Joe Rizzo. Oh wow! Okay, that, I see. I did not guess that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rizzo yeah. was kind of my like backup third baseman, so that's that's a good pick. I like that. There you go. Nice, yeah. nice. See, I thought your DH was going to be Keegan McGovern. Yeah, yeah. Because I know how much you love Keegan, and <laughs> uh, wouldn't be a terrible pick. Man, I don't even know. I might have to look up who else is playing third base in the Mariners minor league system because <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tim Lope? Yeah, Tim that's kind of honestly what I'm thinking, man. Um, is Lope still a prospect, though? Like, is he technically? Yeah, he hasn't He hasn't made it to the big leagues at all. He's never made it to the big leagues, really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, no, honestly, Lopes is looking pretty good in all honesty, because you still have two bench spots to fill, and mm-hmm. you could fill those with a couple infielders. Um, and, I mean, Lopes isn't a like a prototypical third baseman, but, again, there's really not a one in the Mariner system. Um, it, so that, that's interesting, man. I'm a little bit surprised Lopes has not made his Major League debut at some point, even as, like, a call-up. Um, <coughs> But you know what? I'm going to take Lopes to be my third baseman, absolutely hating it, but understanding that I don't really have another choice. So I'm going to take yeah. Tim Lopes. The dude's like 26 years old. He's got some speed. He plays pretty good defense. He puts the ball in play. Um, not going to hit for really any power, but uh, you got to do what you got to do, man. So I'm going to take Lopes to be my third baseman. All right. Um, let's see here. Well, you're not really blocking me from, or I, I'm not really blocking you from anything. So uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I don't have to go with the position here because you're already filled up. So I'm gonna go reliever here, and I'm gonna take Sam Delaplane. Very nice. Um, so I'm completely filled up with my uh, starting lineup, right? 
Yep. Okay. Um, so you kind of started the run on what on uh, wide receiver. <laughs> what? Jesus, man! I mean, where's your head? Fo- <laughs> fantasy football for me is like two months away, so I'm kind of starting to, uh, you know. Um, yeah. uh-huh. By the way, are we doing another fantasy football league this year for our podcast listeners? Maybe, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you guys yeah. are interested, let us know. Um, yeah. uh, so you started the run on relief pitchers. So uh-huh. I will follow that up, knowing that you cannot take a starting pitcher. I can wait until the last pick of I want to take a starting pitcher. I'm yes. going to take Ty Adcock as a reliever. Okay. Right. All right. Um, hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I am going to go with Austin Nola, but not to be my catcher, to be my first baseman. Okay, okay. See, that's interesting, man. Because um, you still don't have a catcher yet, right? Yep. You must have somebody in <laughs> mind. Um, all right. So now I here's... Basically, here's where I'm at, if I'm understanding. I can take uh-huh. one starting pitcher, mm. a reliever, or two bats just to be on my bench in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is interesting because I feel like we've cycled through all the bats um, that are particularly uh, obvious, I guess would be the word. Um, so, you know, what? I'm going to take another reliever here. And I'm going to take Joey Gerber. Okay. He gave me a nice dynamic uh, bullpen there. Um, I think Del Plain's probably the best guy, though. Mm. All right. Uh, I am going to go. Um, let's see here. <laughs> what am I thinking about? Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Luis Liberato nice. uh, for my first bench spot. That makes that very nice. See, what's interesting is is that I have used up like my entire list is all just pitchers, starting pitchers now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I still have two bench spots I need to fill. So, um. Uh, so let's see. I could take Keegan McGovern to be on my bench. Um, there's definitely a lot of power there. Uh, definitely not a guy you want playing defense for you uh, coming off the bench. But I mean, it could be worse. Could be worse. Um, you know, I still like. <laughs> It's kind of like not in the spirit of this draft. I should take a starting pitcher already, um, mm-hmm. but I still don't know which one I want. So I'm just going to slowly keep pushing that off, pushing that off, um, just because I can't make up my mind about which uh, which pitcher I like uh, the most. So I'm going to put that off a little bit still. And I think... So that means I have to take <laughs> Oh man, this is harder than you think when you get down here. Um, I'm going to take. You know, as a bench spot and possible platoon infielder, give me Chris Mariscal. Alright. Um, you know, just. Uh, the slash line's nice. Uh, he's. he's you know. I, I just, I don't know. I just, like, I, That's yeah. what he is. He's, you know, he's 26. Uh, he's not, like, a prospect prospect, but, uh, uh. I mean, the guy is hit, was hitting well in double A, and then he got, <laughs> you know, I just, it's to the point, like I said, I have to fill up those last two spots with hitters, and all my hitters are off the board, so... Uh, but you know that's that's fine. I'll take him to be my kind of my uh, backup infielder. Okay. 
I am going to take uh, Utility Man, Jake Shiner, Skiner, whatever. Shiner. He was the guy in the uh, Jay Bruce deal. Yep. So. That is a good one. And he can be my uh, my Dylan Moore. Boy, that's sad. Um, <laughs> I can't believe they couldn't get more for an old, aging, already hurt player, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, God, what are they thinking? Um, all right. So, you know what? I haven't taken him yet. He's a guy I've been kind of been banging the drum for for the last little bit, and he is just being disrespected at the uh, at the hands of Mac Williamson. I'm going to take Ian Miller to be my fourth outfielder. <laughs> All right. There Put you him go. Up there. Ian Miller is going to be my my bench outfielder. And a pinch, <laughs> pinch runner extraordinaire, I might add. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay. So should I do catcher or reliever first? Mm. Well, I can't take a catcher or a reliever, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So uh, let's do... Uh, Let's do Art Warren to be, uh, okay. to be my other uh, other reliever. Interesting, interesting. Art Warren over Gerson Bautista and Wyatt Mills. Yep. I like it, I like it. Going for that upside play. All right, so the only player I can pick now is a starting pitcher, correct? Mm-hmm. And I still haven't made my decision. <laughs> but, oh, man, this is tough, man. I think I'm going to play it as safe as I possibly can, and I'm going to take. Hold on a second. Hey Alexa, heads or tails? So I'm going to then take uh, L.J. Newsom to be my third starting pitcher. All right. All right, and uh, with the final pick of our draft, I am going to be selecting Jake Anchia to be my catcher. I like it. So there we go. Power there. So yep. uh, just man, man has a 112 WRC plus with a 235 301 430 slash line. <laughs> Such a weird, 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 weird stat line for him. You know what's interesting is if we actually did a five-man rotation. Uh huh. I mean, there's still some really good pitchers we didn't draft. Yeah. Extra. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 add some starters. You want to oh. add some starters? Sure. Let's go five-man rotation. Why not? All right. Uh, let me. How do you add a row? Okay. <laughs> I'm an old person. Oh, uh, uh, all right, so let's. Uh, I guess you're going first, right? So I picked last. I will take. Uh, I'm gonna take Cassetta Stubbs. Okay. Um. All right, so you're taking DCS. Um. I'm going to take, hmm, hmm, I'll take Brandon Williamson. Okay, um, so once again, I'm in a dilemma. Yeah, this is Sam Carlson, man, because if he was, if he was healthy this year, uh, yeah. he goes in the first what six seven rounds pretty easily yeah yeah uh, basically i'm trying to choose between good old ricardo sanchez who doesn't have nearly the ceiling um as sam carlson but has a much higher floor um right. i don't know i'm going to take You know, I feel like I've taken floor the last two times. I'm going to take some ceiling here. I'm going to take Sam Carlson to be my number five. All right. 
Um, Last hmm. pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh... I'm gonna. So I could go one thin here, but actually, nah. I'm gonna go one thin. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just real quick to recap: by my count, undrafted players still on the board are Ricardo Sanchez, um, Levi Stout, uh, Brian Perez, Adam Mako, Michael Limoncelli, um, Tim Elliott, Eric Swanson. Keegan McGovern, Gerson Bautista, Wyatt Mills. Um, those are just a few of the notable names, I believe, went undrafted. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ty, you have the teams in front of you. Uh, do you think it's a pretty even uh, split there? Yeah, I think um, you know, I you know, both infields are kind of weak. You know, when you really look at it, you know, uh, you have Marte, I have Caracuto. There's Kind of a big gap there. Uh, Shenton to Lopes is kind of a big gap. Uh, Shed Long to Donnie Walton's a big gap. Evan White to Austin Nola is a big gap. Carter Benz to Jake Anchi is a big gap. So uh, there's there's some differences there in the in the infield, and it's kind of evened out at least. You know, I have Shenton and Long, and you have Benz and White, etc. Uh, and then looking at the outfields, they're both really stacked uh you know jake fraley dom thompson williams and julio and mine uh jared kelnick Braden bishop and kyle lewis and yours you can't go wrong with either one there really um you know dhs you got cal raleigh i got joe rizzo um benches benches i have luis liberato and jake shiner wanted to get a fourth outfielder in there and then also get a utility man uh you took Chris Mariscal and Ian Miller, so going with the same um, the same strategy there. And yeah, I, I and then looking at the rotation, you know, or just the um, the pitching staffs here, you know, Logan Gilbert, Justice Sheffield, Isaiah Campbell, Brandon Williamson, one thin. I'm really uh, going for more of the sure things, at least with the first three picks. Um there and then you know going upside with Williamson and then and then you kind of did the same there with with DCS and and Sam Carlson with uh, and then you know Dunn and Dunn's a little bit of a risky play because you don't know if he's gonna be a you know a reliever or starter yet is really looking like starter but you know uh, and then Kirby and Newsom so uh, yeah it's uh it's really nice and then you know relievers i have sam della playing and art warren you have ty adcock and joey gerber so kind of going with the recency there of the last two drafts um yeah there's a lot of good stuff here yeah i think the exercise at the very least points out how little infield depth the mariners have uh, particularly at the mid levels of uh i think you know you're talking about uh double a and uh in high a there's not a lot of infield depth there uh, at least impact wise because um, really outside of evan white i mean shed long mm-hmm. but outside of that i mean are there any infielders who are reasonably close to the big leagues i don't i mean donnie walton but i mean that's not like an upside thing um, yeah yeah, I think at the end of the day, it points out that the Mariners have some work to do in their infield. Um, the pitching looks strong, I would, and so does the outfield. Um, that would just kind of be my takeaways. I think ultimately, what's going to, I think, here's my prediction. I think you're going to win um, because I think the rotation carries the day for you. Um, but I do think it's close. Um, and I think it was, I think it's a good exercise. I think we kind of see where things are at, um, you know, and obviously depending on how we decide who wins and who loses, whether it's up to you guys or, uh, we hand it over to our, uh, friend of the podcast and we let him decide, um, either way, I think there's like a legit case to be argued from both of us. Um, but if I had to make a prediction, Susan, I think you have the deeper team, the better team. Um, particularly mm-hmm. in the rotation. I think I have a team with more upside, if that makes sense. Sure, um, yeah. I mean, because 
Kelnick could be a superstar. Dunn could be a number two. Uh, you know, White White's somehow polarizing. <laughs> like I know yeah. there are some people who think he's you know he's the number two prospect in the system, and there's other people who have him fourteenth. And you know who you are. Um, <laughs> not not that he's listening to this, but uh, you know it's just it's really interesting. Um, like over, could you imagine doing this a year ago? How lame that would be. <laughs> yeah. Like how depressing it would be to be like, oh, I guess my, my starting first baseman is going to be twenty-six-year-old Joey Carletta. Like, <laughs> that's like a that's like a sixth-round pick for us. Like, oh wow, that's <laughs> yikes. Um, yeah. If, if anything, I think this illustrates how deep the Mariner system is. Um, it's, it's it was a fun exercise, I would say. Yeah, we would have to draft like five relievers though, because that team was stacked with relievers. <laughs> that yeah. That's right. No starting pitchers. I'm going totally opener strategy and just bullpen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Like I said, there were still some pretty good prospects that we left on the board. So I mean, um, the system. Even if you take out those, what was it? 18 guys each. Um, yeah. St- still, there's still some pieces there that we couldn't even add um, to our list. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when I was debating um, who to pick uh, with the last pick uh, with Juan Thun, and uh, I was thinking about taking Darren McCacken. I, I really, I, I, I don't, I don't get why no one likes him as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> it frustrates we, me. <laughs> we all have those guys, man. Everybody yeah. has that, that prospect that you're like, why are people not getting this? Yeah, I just I see Churchill. He's just like, yeah, we'll be a reliever. I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> like, uh, there's more here. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe we'll you know maybe we'll get him back on the podcast uh, sometime and, uh, and talk more now that the uh, now that the dust has kind of settled. You know, obviously the right. um, you know trade deadline's still coming up, and, and then the Mariners will add more to the to the system. But you know, with the draft and everything. Uh, this is a really, really good looking system. You know, obviously you got to get better in the infield, but um, really just overall, the, the the overall talent level at the top end, um, I'd put that against most farm systems now. Yeah, I think, I know Bleacher Report came out and ranked at number five. Uh, to me, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, but I've seen some, they're like, oh, you know, it's probably 15th. I think it's closer to five than fifteen. But you know, I was I was Maybe when not. I was doing my tra- when I was doing my trade a day uh, yesterday for um, for Ali- for Rowan Asilius to, to Atlanta. You know, I was looking at both the the systems of Atlanta and Seattle, and you know, last year when we were doing that that GM simulator and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking Atlanta this is like the best farm system in baseball. Like, like their 13th ranked guy is like a 50 future value, <laughs> you know? And, uh, but you know, now like comparing the, comparing the two and seeing like the struggles of the top half of the Braves farm system right now. And, and looking at how pretty much everyone in the Mariners system at the top end is succeeding right now. I mean, you even look at someone like Noel V. Marte, who's, making his pro debut and he's got a he's reached base in like 17 of his 18 games you know evan white has a 22 game hit streak um he's got you know julio's crushing it jerry kelnick's amazing logan gilbert's been great lj newsom has taken a huge step forward uh and is now in tacoma and he had a pretty decent start he gave up four runs but he still looked really good he struck out like 10 in that game. Um, Jeff Fields put up back-to-back good outings. Um, you know, we've seen Shed Long at the big league level. It looks like he can hang. Uh, Jake Fraley's taken a huge step since coming over. Um, you know, just... And and so what I was talking about here with the, with the Braves thing, you know, and comparing them, honestly, I take a lot of the Mariners guys over a lot of the prospects in the Braves system now. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't have said that about five six months ago. 
definitely not. Um, you know, I think I think I would put Kelnick as the best prospect between those two systems. Um, I think Pipeline still has Bright and Pache. Yeah, Pache or Pache, however you pronounce his last name. Uh, He's their number one overall ranked prospect on Pipeline, I believe. And he's 14th overall. And I believe Kelnick is 26th. Um, Let me see. He's 24, so he's one spot ahead of Wright. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd rather have Kelnick. Uh, I think there's upside there. Also, who can we talk to at MLB Pipeline who still has a 50 power grade on Jared Kelnick? Um, you re- you watch this guy and you think he's only going to hit 20 home runs, really? That's yeah. I mean, like, oh, okay, that's okay. Um, but yeah, you know, like you mentioned, the, the farm system is definitely improving. <coughs> um, I think at their re-rank, Pipeline had six in their top 100. I think Fangraphs had nine in the top 150 or something like that. Um, I don't even think a guy like Jake Fraley was in that. Um, so yeah, I just, Jake Fraley's not in that. Kyle Lewis is not in that. Um, right. Bunch of guys are. Yeah, and also you know draftees are not right. involved yet. So yeah, I mean yeah, Kirby's probably the one guy who's going to crack that list. Um, maybe Williamson. Uh, but you know, it's just, it, it really is shocking that, like you said, I said a year ago, even six months ago, last October for us to sit here and look at the Mariners farm system and think that it's a positive, you know, that it's a, that it's good, uh, would just seem like absolutely like, no, it's just, it's not going to happen. Um, unless for me, unless they traded like Mitch Haniger, um, like if you told me that they traded Mitch Haniger and the farm system was better, they traded Diaz and Haniger and the system was this good. I would be like, wow, they did a really nice job. Um, they only had to trade Diaz and obviously Pax and Segura, but you know what I mean? They only had to trade one of those, their two big, uh, two big weapons in yeah. the farm system. It's just, it really is fun. I look at the, I look at like pipeline rankings, <coughs> Jared Kelnick at one, Justin Dunn at two. You got both of those guys for Edwin Diaz. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Logan Gilbert was Logan Gilbert was first round pick of last year. Justice Sheffield, you got this winner. Evan White, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Lewis, Sam Carlson. Um, you know, Noelvi Marte, Braden Bishop. They've been here, uh, but Marte and Rodriguez were both international free agent signings. Uh, White was the first-round draft pick. Lewis was a draft pick. Carlson, second-round pick. Eric Swanson was a trade. Bishop, third-round pick. Long is a trade. Raleigh's a draft pick. Jake Fraley's a trade. DTW's a trade. Wanthen's a trade. Uh, Mills, Caracuto, Gerber, those are all homegrown guys. So is Warren. Um, you know, you start looking around here, and you start looking at this just this lot. A lot of guys are being drafted, and a lot of guys are, you know, a lot of guys are coming over into trades and uh, you know, it just, it's really positive. And the, the nice thing is, is that not all of these guys are two, three years away. Mm-hmm. You don't have to dream. You don't have to dream hard to envision Justin Dunn putting on a Mariners uniform early next year and being successful. I might add, um, you know, Justice Sheffield, same way, Evan White, same way, Kyle Lewis, the same way. Um, Braden Bishop and Shed Long, we've already seen at this level. And Kelnick is rising fast. Um, I, like I said, I think he'll probably start next year in double A. Um, and if he does that, he has a chance to make his major league debut at what, 20 years old. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just, like I said, it's a really good exercise guys. Um, and it just kind of confirms what we've all been, what we've been talking about is that the Mariners farm system is definitely a positive for them now, and it's only going to get better. So, um, and the farm system doesn't even count guys like Vogelback and uh, J.P. Crawford and, uh, you know, Kikuchi, these young major leaguers who are producing. So, um, yeah, I just, this is, uh, I can't remember the last time I was this this excited for the Mariners. So, um, mm. yeah, I was, I was even thinking about it yesterday. Uh, and I was talking to my wife a little bit about it now that she's, 
you know, she's been getting into the team and stuff, and um, it's just, it's crazy, like, it's, and, you know, it's kind of crazy just how baseball is. It's like, the Mariners suck right now. But you think about it, and you're like, in two years, they're going to be so awesome. <laughs> like, like I, I mean, like, they're just, you, you got to imagine that they're going to be at least fun to watch. You know, it's it's with, you know, guys like Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez. You know, these are the type of players that can potentially change the face of your franchise. And that's insane to me that the Mariners have a chance to to accomplish that and and find and have potentially found those players. And um, they found their. Dreams. I don't know. It's, and it, and it's and it's insane how they've done so in just a matter of months. Yep. You know, a lot of this. You know, and hey, they drafted Logan Gilbert and. Logan Gilbert certainly made this a uh, better farm system at the time, and he would be you know their number one prospect right now if they didn't sell Cano and Diaz. But like that that trade is so good. <laughs> like I don't think people realize how amazing that trade was for the Mariners. Like because they don't you don't even factor in the money that they're saving too. <laughs> like uh, I I never hear about the money anymore. Like they're saving so much money off of that Cano deal. Something like and like dollars, sixty, I think. I, mean, I think it's sixty. Whatever, it's huge. Yeah, uh, and, and <laughs> it's it's insane. It's it, it really is insane. Um, just to to consider just where this farm system was six months ago and how bleak certain things felt escaping the Cano contract. You know, uh, being able, you know, and when the the Gene Segura deal happened and everyone was going nuts over the return. And now when you look at that return, you got J.P. Crawford, who's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Isaiah Campbell out, you know, out of the whole Carlos Santana, Edwin Encarnacion thing. And then you got Juan Thin out of Encarnacion. Like... That's a really good deal too. Like, and you shed money. It's it's hard to look back at this off season and not think that Jerry Depoto did pretty much everything as perfectly as he could have. You know, there's yeah. some things that he could have, you know, done better. You know, in hindsight, but really, when when you think about, you know, when you allow room for error here and everything, it's it's a great off season that I hope in three, four years from now we look back on and consider this to be a, those months to be organization defining. Right. The months that changed the Mariners forever. Um, Yeah. And that's not even talking about getting guys like Domingo Santana and Alex and uh, Omar Narvaez. Um, Yeah. And even in season, get snagging a guy like Tom Murphy and Austin Adams. I mean, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I really don't understand anybody at this point who's doubting Jerry Depoto in, like, I don't, maybe not doubting, just outright thinking that he cannot do the job. I think doubting your GM is healthy in general. I think it's good to question everything, um, but at some point, man, the the results speak for themselves and I, there's not a trade the Mariners made this off season that I wish they hadn't. Um, and I can't really think of anything that's all that close. I mean, heck right now, if I told you that the Mar- knowing what you know right now, if I told you the Mariners traded Gene Segura for JP Crawford straight up, you do that deal again, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean like, cause now you get that personality out of your locker room. You address the same position that that guy opened, uh, and you have him for much less money, yep. and One for more, year. and for more years. And he's uh, and he's younger, significantly, right? Because Segura is like thirty, right? Uh, twenty nine. You just this is his age twenty nine season. So okay. 
yeah. So, and JP's 23? I, I think so. Say. Yeah. So, um, and JP Crawford, in this, uh, he's 24. In this short amount of time, like, if you look at the numbers and look at the war, he's 0.6 F4 behind Gene Segura, who's played 69 games while Crawford's played 28. <laughs> so, I mean, before you know, we've been getting harassed by uh, Phillies fans, you know, every now and then when, you know, something happens with Segura or something happens with Crawford. You know, saying, thank you for Segura. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's such a loss anymore. Right. I mean, I, and I hope that people that soured on that deal own up to it. <laughs> right. You know, now that hey, this is going a lot better. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to name any names, but there was kind of a shift in that today. I don't know if you saw that, but I have you know, not. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's, you know, just certain people that didn't like the deal are now kind of coming around to it, you know? Yep. So it's, it's uh, like I said, and of course, you know, Crawford's going to slump. He's not going to, he's not going to put up a 378 on base and a 467 slugging. I mean, I don't think so. At least it would be incredible uh. if he did, but like I said, the guy is basically on pace for a five and a half, six win season, you know, normal 162 game stretch. Um, and he just, I mean, he just looks comfortable, man. He really does. He looks like the prospect that everybody thought he was. Um, and the thing that's so encouraging is the defense. Yeah. Really. I, I, you know, that was the one thing that there were genuine concerns of outside of his health. Because, you know, coming up as a prospect, he was expected to be a gold glove caliber shortstop. And then he came up to the big leagues and really had a rough time. Um, and now, you know, he's had a, he's had a couple blunders here and there. But, you know, everyone everyone has it, has their days. And, but for the most part, he's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you you use the best word to to describe him as actually comfortable, and that's pretty much what he's been his whole time uh, with the Mariners organization. Even looking at what he did in Tacoma, right. he just looks comfortable. And I think you know, getting out of Philadelphia, which is a very critical market, that does things to a player. And coming to Seattle, which is you know, the media isn't going to talk about you. If you listen to 7, 710 ESPN, if you're a baseball player in Seattle, the media is probably not talking about you. So, <laughs> More than likely. So, um, or if they yeah. are, they aren't talking about you accurately, so you can just ignore it. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, part of that is, you know, first-round pick with Philly, a lot of expectations. You don't live up to that right away. And when I say right away, I mean in his first... Uh, what is it? 250 plate appearances. <laughs> like, that's how long of a leash he got. Um, mm. It didn't work out well for him. But, you know, he comes yeah. back. He's a, he's a West Coast guy. He's from California. Um, he's a West Coast guy. He gets away back on the coast he's comfortable on. He gets to play without really any pressure to perform right away. He just comes out and, he, you know, he crushes it. Um like I said, we'll we'll see him slump. I mean, that's going to happen with any player, especially a rookie. Uh, but uh, you know, I I just think that J.P. Crawford is showing himself um, to be, at the very least, he's a starting caliber infielder in the major leagues. Um, he's not going to. I don't think he's going to be the type of player that would prevent the Mariners from having interest in like a Francisco Lindor type. Um, but I think he's good enough that they would just say, okay, well. This is all hypothetical, of course. Um, you know, we're going to sign Lindor. What do we do with J.P. Crawford? Well, you just move him to second or third. It's fine. Like he's he's a good athlete. Um, he'll handle it just fine. Um, he's just he's a good building block. Um, like you mentioned, he's 24 years old for all of this year. Um, so you got him for age 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, um, and depending on 
you know, how the Mariners manipulated the service time, if they did it correctly or not, possibly 29. So you have him right in his prime. You have him for dirt cheap for the next two years. Um, I mean, J.P. Crawford, J.P. Crawford, Malik Smith, and Daniel Vogelback have uh, have made this team worth watching despite their record. Uh, and those are all three guys who are all under club control for four years or more. And uh, they're all fun in their own different way. So like I said, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the Mariners. Um, apparently not optimistic enough for some people. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't think you'll find a bigger fan of how the rebuild is going than you or I. So uh, and it doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean that there aren't moves that we sometimes disagree with. Um, but I, overall, I just, if you're not encouraged, I don't know what you're, which, well, I know you're not watching and you're not paying attention and you're just looking for a reason to be mad. And if that's you, leave me alone. I don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever get it twisted. There are a lot of things that I don't like about this organization that they've done. So <laughs> yeah, there, there's plenty of, plenty of room for that, but you know, people, people, all the time accuse us of being like DePoto apologists and stuff like that. No, I, I just, you know, there's a lot of things that DePoto has done that I really do not agree with, but you know, especially in the first couple of years, um, with things like the Adam Lynn deal, stuff like that. Um, but you know, and the, those are certain things that you look at in hindsight, but, uh, I've been very critical of, of DePoto in the past. And, but, Really, this soft season, there's no reason to be critical of him. He's killed it. Every, pretty much every player that he's acquired, other than you know a couple here and there, have performed. Mm-hmm. You know, Justice Sheffield is the biggest stain right now, but even he's starting to turn things around now that he's in a lower pressure environment. And, there's no uh, reason to give up on Justice Sheffield at all. Yeah, and that's why I picked him with what my third pick today. It's a good pick, man. I. I thought about taking him with my second pick. Like that's a legitimate Sheffield. He's not like he got unathletic. It's not like he lost any of his stuff. He's got some issues right now with command. He's got a few issues with his delivery that are getting cleaned up. There's just no reason to, I saw people already Oh, Mariners lost that trade. It's almost impossible for the Mariners to lose that trade. You realize that because Paxson's for two years, Paxson's going to put up four wins a year, give or take. Eight wins. So Justice Sheffield, Eric Swanson, and Dom Thompson Williams have to put up fewer than eight wins in eighteen. Uh, what is it? Eighteen uh, club control years yeah. come between them. <laughs> the Mariners did just fine in that trade. Um, you know, could they've gotten more from someone else? Maybe, uh, but maybe not. We don't know. And speaking of Jim, James Paxson's getting lit up by the Blue Jays right now. Oh, James. It'll be fun when he's a Mariner again in 2021. Um, yeah. he, he could be our number four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would love to have James. All right, Patterson. all right. Who's, who's the number one in that rotation? In 2021? Yes. Uh, Logan Gilbert. All right. Give 2021. Me Gilbert, uh-huh. Sheffield, um, Dunn, Marco. Or Paxton than Marco. Mm. With Kirby. Eight man rotation. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even mention Kikuchi. Um, oh my God. You know what? Trade Marco. There we go. Boom. You know who's going to be the number. I'm going to say he's going to be the number two in 2021. Trevor Bauer. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. I, I like the talent acquisition, I do not like the person. Um, yeah, <laughs> he seems like quite the uh, the a hole. So uh, quite the guy. Yeah, he's. He, I think the polite thing to say about somebody like that is that he's a real piece of work. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so that that actually ended up being a little bit longer than we wanted to go, but that's okay. There's some good baseball talk there. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the draft. Thank you for joining us for episode number one hundred of the Soto Mojo podcast. We will be back, of course, um, if there's any breaking news or anything like that. Um, We're right in the middle of trade season, so make sure you guys visit SotoMojo.com for our Trade Today articles. Um, You know, 
so far we've been pretty good. I think we've missed two days, but we're still averaging one uh, trade a day article ever since we started. So we're in good shape there, guys. Plenty more to come. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Um, also follow us on Twitter at SotomojoFS. If you guys uh, want to give us questions, comments, concerns, ideas, um, anything to make our website better or our podcast better um, so that we can be around for another 100 episodes, feel free to let us know um, on Twitter at SotomojoFS. That is the best way to get a hold of us by far. Um, and we try to answer as many questions, as many tweets as we can. We try to reply to all of them. Um, if yours falls through the crack, don't be afraid to ask again. And if we don't answer a second time, there's a good chance you've been muted. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, just keep trying, guys. Again, eventually we will get to everybody's question. Um, it's just sometimes we miss a few here and there. But we really do try to be as, uh, oh, what's the word, as uh, reachable as possible. Um, so, yeah, don't be afraid to do that, guys. If you guys have any ideas for podcasts or anything you want to see, any direction you want to see us take the site, we're open to it. They're, we're limited in exactly what we can do. Um, but we'll, we'll try everything we can, um, to make you guys, you know, happy with your experience. So make sure you guys hit us up on Twitter with that stuff, uh, at Soto Mojo FS. Ty, do you have anything you want to say before we sign this off? Uh, I'm Ty Gonzalez and I hate when OJ Simpson appears on my timeline. I feel like that is just a blanket statement that everybody makes. Um, <laughs> probably could just stop with, I hate OJ Simpson. Um, but. But okay, Ty Gonzalez, who hates OJ Simpson's Twitter. Um, <laughs> this has been uh, Colby Patton from SotoMojo.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Soto Mojo podcast. Uh, you know, I guess I got nothing to say. I'll, well, let's end with some posit- positivity here. I'm going to go Bob Ross on you. All right. Okay. Happy painting. God bless. I'll see you in another life, brother. Peace out. Peace.